The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshellpodcast.com. Welcome to a brand new episode. Name of the episode is Snow Peas for Peepop. Yes, that's the name of our Star Wars episode. I know, weird, right? Uh, this episode is 95% Star Wars. We're going we're gonna to talk about the uh, Rise of Skywalker. We're going to give our feelings, non-spoiler. We're going to give a completely spoiler-filled uh, ride-through of the Rise of the Resistance ride in Florida from a, uh, a listener, friend of the program, and uh, some other Star Wars stuff that is happening. It's 95% Star Wars. Uh, there's some other stuff sprinkled in, but it's 95. Anyway, snow piece for Peepop. Let's get to it. Uh, brand new episode uh, brought to us by, of course, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Open seven days a week. The hold or pull service is free. And with that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previous catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Also, Cabin Fever, of course. Satisfy all of your holiday needs. They've been doing it since 1982, located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South, 700 East. It's Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Black Velvet Boutique also bringing us the show. Trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help find whatever you need. Visit them, 595 South State in Clearfield. Mention Geek Show to receive a special discount. They are locally owned and open seven days a week. Black Velvet Boutique. And, of course, our friends at Booze Teak, Ivy, your boozy barware and gift emporium is steps away from the downtown wine and liquor store. Mention Geek Show, and you'll get a uh, 15% uh, discount off of your purchases at Booze Teak. Shop local. They're at 315 East Broadway in Salt Lake City. And, of course, Haster Games and Hobby, 6831 South State. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sundays. They carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products. And might I suggest a gift card for Hester Games because you don't want to try to buy for a ga- the gamer in your life. You don't know what they're into. Buy a gift card, then they can get whatever they want. All right. It's mostly Star Wars this episode, and we wish you a happy Christmas. Don't forget our Patreon. Uh, we're going to be adding more stuff there each and every week. And uh, it's a uh, Patreon dot com slash geek show podcast and you can subscribe there and uh, get all of the uh, fun new stuff that we post there every week we'll be talking about it more coming up in the episode so stand by for that all right here it is mostly star wars episode of geek show called snow peas for peepop please to enjoy and welcome back to the basement yeah hi what you got there lee this is a uh, Squatters Craft Beer uh, Full Suspension Pale Ale. Nice. I was going to drink a Double Bock, but what does Full Suspension mean in Fully suspended. Beer? It's just the name of the beer. Oh, there's not a technical term of any sort? Uh, it's, a, it's a pale ale, dude. <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask what that meant. It's got a picture of a bike on it, Tony. Oh, so, Full Suspension Bike. I get yeah. it. I got it's it thematic. Now. Yep, I get it. You know. Yeah, it's slightly Thanks, Shannon. I mean, it's, it's not nothing. like you don't go around asking, like, what does polygamy mean in a polygamy porter? Yeah. What does it mean? It's just the it means name I... of the beer, Tony. Oh. 
Supporter, Tony. I'm learning so much from like you guys. Like Shannon's drinking a Ghost Rider. What? Well, I know what that is what from is the comic books. It's the Beer of Vengeance. <laughs> That's, I, I, That's right. It makes you pee Stare fire. Stare into my penance hole. <laughs> penance makes you pee fire. Hole. And, and again, uh, I, I, I got home at just a weird time, and Spirit of Vengeance was on television. <sighs> and... You know, when the Ghost Rider's on, that's fucking right. awesome. Yeah. Fucking awesome movie. Mm-hmm. As soon as Nicolas Cage shows up, you go, I'll go to the bathroom now. Yeah. Yeah. What? I, I do Ever? appreciate you uh, I love those movies. introducing me to the Double Bock last recording session because that, uh, that is an amazing beer. What's a double mean? I don't know. Yeah. Two! <laughs> uh, but Bock is a chicken. It's two chicken beer. Bock, yeah. Bock. Bock. Yep. I thought it was a composer. Oh my God damn it. Dude. Stop censoring me, God damn it. <laughs> You guys are gatekeeping that beer. Yeah, every single time I tell one of my fantastic patented jokes, you're like, you're better than that. You're so lame. You're old. You don't even know how the internet works. He doesn't well, know how the internet works. True. He's Lee George Cade. <laughs> yeah, Bird just uh, check out my uh, my website. It's on the World Wide Web. Yeah. At, um, Triple dubs. HTTP. Colon. Oh, not S. Slash it's not secure. Don't go to his slash, website. Slash. Um, <laughs> fucking nerd. Hey, I'm wearing a shirt that says ARPANET on it. That's what I like about you. What's yeah. ARPANET? I will tell you when I get into. I got a. Okay. I got a VPN. It's no, a, you don't. Yeah. A very pretty. Very pretty. Nurse. Uh, nurse. Very, very, very pretty network. And oh wait. I also have a, I also have a Google Voice on my phone so that people don't know my phone Her name is Siri. Number. Carrie, Carrie, guess oh, what? Guess what? what? I got a new phone number yesterday. Oh, you did? Guess what the last four <laughs> digits end in. What? Guess. Four. Guess. Is it I'll never answer Yoda? it so it doesn't matter anyway? 1701, dude. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is that the year you were born? Hey, oh, Jesus. You're older than America. Yeah, well, when I was born. <laughs> That's nah, cold. So anyway, uh, that was my intro. Thank you. It's weird because I've been on the show for like since 1701, right? Yeah. And uh, I, so I, you're older than that. I'm older than the show. Um, I've had something to push, some side gig, some side hustle, something ever since the dawn of Geek Show. Yeah, you've had something. Yeah. Certainly not promoting your comedy special. Yeah, check out my comedy special. <laughs> Man, Netflix will get anybody. It's one. called Dad Jokes. <laughs> with a question. Oh, mark. you didn't go with uh, P Pop fires him off? No, it's it's Dud Jokes. <laughs> Dud Jokes. Uh, P Pop fired him off is already taken. I was going to say that yeah, could mean a couple different things, that, probably. That's a <laughs> porn site. No, it's a, yeah, it's on Wood Rocket. And strangely enough, it's a Jim Gaffigan porn parody. I know, right? Yeah. It's the damnedest thing. <laughs> The big squishy white guy. No pity for P-Pop. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, that's no, no pita for P-Pop. And it's just me at an Afghani restaurant yeah. asking for more bread. Uh, Snow peas for P-Pop? <laughs> that's also a show that I was in, but I was actually a, a supporting character. <laughs> she doesn't know what year it is. She's Rebecca Frost. <laughs> you just had a stroke. How did we get here? You I, started it. I didn't take my Adderall today also, so I'm like, at Joss Whelan on Twitter. Uh, Rebecca S. Frost.com. Rebecca's Frost. Rebecca's Frost. Or Chris Evans, please bone me.com. That's right. What if you, I politely you know, asked. Do you check your traffic <laughs> for that site? No. Because what if it's all Chris Evans? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I must trace the owner of and this then there's website. Like, and once a month, Sebastian Stan chime, checks it out to see if maybe. That's okay. He's totally welcome. Yeah. You're a fan of his ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally welcome. <laughs> 
Sebastian Stan, you're totally welcome. He's welcome. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Come on, you're dude. totally welcome to come bone me. Come on, you, know, come, you can come on down to Pound Town, town too. Come on. Come on. Okay. Everybody welcome. Po- population three. Maybe yeah. four. Depends on uh, you know, how much I drink. We call it Smashville. Anthony Mackey's available, too. Mm. Mm. Do, do you have a, a free pass? Make it a quad jet? What? Do you have a free pass? <laughs> No. You should have arranged like every, that first. Every couple has like a free <laughs> yeah. a free pass. Uh no, because I'm very deeply and sincerely in love. And I don't need a free pass. We don't we don't have Special one of those lady with a website called <laughs> yeah. Come Fuck Me Chris Evans. Dot com. Uh, it's bone. She's an elegant person. Elegant. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dainty. Uh-huh. Bone is far more Mine's elegant. Mine's uh, Sarah Silverman and I saw her that one time. Uh oh. At like so. It was. Uh, we were checking out after Comic Con. That's right. And she was standing out in front of the Monaco, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do. I was just overwhelmed because I fucking love her, right? Yeah. So I stand and I scream and I go, "Sarah Silverman!" <laughs> that loud. And she goes, "What?" And I go, "Fuck!" And I got in the car. And drove away. <laughs> <laughs> You're and then, my free man. And then she said, "And then she put out a tweet that said something the fact that you think if me you yelling my name is going to make me like you, you're wrong." Oh, <laughs> well. buddy. You should Free frame that and put revoked. it on your wall. Yeah. <laughs> Get it tattooed. Uh, Sarah Silverman loves him. He's Shannon Barnson. Hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> I've been sleeping in. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I have two. Got one of those weighted blankets. <gasps> I know. Aren't they wonderful? Weighted blankets and edible, man. Oh, man. I could get shot in the face in the middle of the night. You are not, not until I was dead. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. I couldn't do a weighted blanket. <laughs> Claustrophobic. Oh, no. Colostrophobic? No, colostrum. It feels like colostrophobic, like you're afraid of a colostomy bag? It feels like I really am. It, feel, uh, it feels like you you're getting one? hugged by Captain America's cape all night long. Oh, Captain Wait, America's cape? No, I'm uh, sorry, no Dr. Dr. Strange's cape. Uh, at least I know uh, how the internet works. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. I got, I got some uh, heated blankets. I do a pub quiz. Uh, well, but, but it's, Wednesday. Uh, it's Christmas, though. It is Christmas today. Yeah. Are you are you uh, Are you pub quizzing today? Well, today is the 23rd, but uh, the Christmas is Wednesday, I believe. There will be no pub quiz this week. That's <laughs> Jesus's birthday. <laughs> yeah. Baby Jesus gave us the day off. Yeah. Yeah, you won't be doing pub quiz You're today. You're 8-pound baby Jesus. Baby. All right. Uh, so well, fucking ignore me. No, but, but it'll be okay. next. Oh, are you doing it on New Year's Day? Mm-mm. You're going to have 2 weeks without pub quiz, bud. You know what they say, all is quiet on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. High five for you two lyrics. Yeah. Mm. Sure, Mom. Mm. Just keep that hand up. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, you better figure this out. Do you need to come over to my house? I mean, at least a park in front of my house? I'm getting just like a little desperate pal. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come over? Are you sure you don't need to Lee, come over? Lee, come you got to play hard to get. I think it's amazing that you come and park in front of my house every fucking week, but you've never actually been inside my house. I, I, don't know, I don't know which one it is. It's and the one you park in front of. <laughs> <laughs> At that, like, complex there? No! The it's purple one next to it. The one that, that you says park in front of every week. <laughs> and let me just say no, this. I park in that little parking lot. Let me just say this. If you're calling, if you're calling anybody and asking asking them to come over, you need to say it like this. No. Come on over. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Come on over. I don't know. Grandpa, so just, Grandpa Shannon doesn't know how he gets to the brewery. <laughs> I do too. I just don't know how I get home. <laughs> Obviously. Well, start knocking on Lee's door. Can you come out and play? <laughs> no, it's how we said it was, hang out. Sir, <laughs> we have told you 17 times, this is McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, you want to come play soccer? You want to hang out? 
Hi, right? Can Lee come out and play? Yeah. Come on over. I'm gonna, seriously. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually step out next time I see you park in front of my place. I'm gonna be like, um, seriously. <laughs> he. he you should put a sign in your window that says, "Shannon, I live here." <laughs> he knows how he got home. Yeah, he is Quad T, too tall Tony. Yep. Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or on the Gadget Spot. Do you want to know what the ARPANET is? I do. Yeah, what is it? ARPANET was the foundation of the internet as we have it today. I knew oh, that. Oh, put together... actual knowledge. Yes, real knowledge. I'm I'm a network engineer by trade, and so this nerdy stuff uh, fascinates me. Established mm-hmm. in 1969 among nice. several universities, one of which was the University of Utah. Yeah, wow. you know, developed ARPANET, which was became the internet. also established in 1969. Some connection to what? DARPA too. Uh, well, what, no, yes, Derpa. they funded it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so in that in that aspect, yes, but they didn't really do anything to make it. They just gave them money out. Um, so it was essentially like some uh, packet switching networks, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. So I'm what, reading what your shirt. It's on my shirt. What part did Al Gore <laughs> think up? Well, the whole thing actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, he invented so, it and then said, "Hey guys, make this." So <laughs> okay. Lee, he's talking about the internet. The internet is a thing <clears throat> that we all use on our computers, on our phones, and it's like where all the information is. I'm right? against it. <laughs> you should be yeah. free distribution. I don't like. I'm afraid of it. I want to go somewhere where there isn't any. And our uh, special returning champion, Mike Anderson, attorney at law. Hello. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. He flipped his hat around, so now he's serious. Yeah. Mm, This is serious. Well, because we're going to get into some serious Star Wars discussion here. Star Wars. But uh, first, uh, don't forget our Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Geek Show Podcast. Don't stop I'm so glad you knew how that worked. Keep going with podcast. Geek Show Podcast. I would say how many uh, patrons we have, but I don't know at this moment. We'll have it for you in Broken News. Right. Three hundo. Three. Uh, Well, when we get to that, we're actually going to have a special celebration. All right. We'll do do a special Patreon thing. And our Admiral. Yes. Oh, thank you. Carrie Jackson. I'm so excited I got to do that. I'm so happy you did. High five. Um, Monday yeah. through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Not this week, nor next week. I'm back Mike. on the 6th. And Mike, uh, make sure before you leave that you let Karen and HR know your address so that she can send you your Please. I Introduce Carrie t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have those? Yeah. You haven't been talking to Karen? No. She's got a whole slew of t-shirts. Lee has an entire closet to himself. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. I talk way too much to Karen. Uh, <laughs> coming up at the end of this episode, I have a walkthrough of the Rise of the Resistance <gasps> attraction. Ooh, finally the theme park so, is complete. There's that. Uh, and that's from our friend Rat, who has attended it. But now, before that... Witness the power of this fully operational theme park. <laughs> <laughs> pew, before that... Pew. Oh! Huh? This week I'm going to be building a lightsaber, and I'm going to be at the cantina. <laughs> Oh, oh, you're going. Cantina? I'm on Christmas. I'm going to be, She'll be I'm there. Going to in Anaheim. In and Star Wars Land. Uh, Please. It's called Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It's, it's Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, it's uh, uh, the Black Spire yeah, outpost. Yeah, come it's, on. Uh, I'm come so on. excited that you're on a Star Wars Land. I mean, too. I'm, yeah. I'm budgeted. I'm going to build a lightsaber. Well, have you made the appointment? Uh, you bet. Okay, all right. Uh, that's the, the that's, first thing I did. That's apparently the thing that people don't know is that you have to make yeah. an appointment. And so we, um, we had some friends who went earlier in the year and they were like um, don't go in the morning don't go do all the stuff in the morning go in the evening because they were able to do all the Millennium Falcon ride stuff in the evening they did all four spots yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna do it all in the evening when the line is shorter and right. is there less people in the evening I guess uh, also apparently they, uh, huh. they I just want to see the thing lit up they <laughs> at night apparently it's beautiful and they approached the because f- you know, every night there's a fireworks display yeah. at Disneyland and uh, apparently they're working on, from what my spies tell me, uh, 
they say that the fireworks is a space battle, you know, because uh-huh. everything's thematic mm-hmm. in right. Star Wars land. Uh, space battle, I understand. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they they run sounds of X-Wing fighters. Oh, they fly oh, drones over cool. the park now that They're, look like X-Wings. They, they, I, I saw them testing that. I saw them testing it, but they yeah. haven't finished it yet. Yeah. Do you think they'll have it done by Christmas? I, I hope so. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so, and, you know, I, I think it's cool that you're actually going down to Anaheim to celebrate my 25th anniversary of being married to my wife, Rachel. Isn't yeah. that nice of her? That's why yeah. she's going. 25 fucking years. That's great. Hey, Anybody I, who knew me then... You're gonna go. We're huh? driving too, so I'm gonna bring back some of those little the soda, oh, the, the, little soda the grenades, the oh, grenades. The soda thing. Yeah. So you can bring okay, those yeah. on the plane now. No, you can't. No, you yeah, can't. You can. You can. Lee, you can bring lots everybody of stuff out there car. who's going to Disneyland. Get some of those on the plane and show everybody how true this is. You're, just, have, you're fucking with people. <sighs> It's the curse of being me. I know, right? Anyway, um, next time you see me, I'll have a lightsaber. I hope you bring it to the show. You should do a thing on the Patreon. Yeah, for the I, Patreon. Yeah, I've got a whole thing planned. Do it. <laughs> All right. You should just film yourself playing with the lightsaber. Well, <laughs> it's, it's that my, it's an arrested of development, you. but it's me. It's like Star Wars Kid Part <laughs> yeah, 2. Star so, Wars uh, or, or I should go get one, and then we should fight. No. And you can No, you can kick my ass. Oh, dear God, yes. I would pay for that. Yeah. It'd be easy. He's a pacifist. My I am. I just put baby. down the thing and like yeah. just hit me a hundred times. Just poke him. So, uh, in the broken news coming up, we will review uh, the new Star Wars movie, Rise of Skywalker, because we will have seen it by then. Mm-hmm. And here's a little warning about it. Disney has issued an uncommon warning to cinema owners around the globe. Strobe lights. Asking them to notify customers that certain visuals and sustained flashing light sequences in Rise of Skywalker could affect those with photosensitive epilepsy. Mm. Oh, I was being an asshole. <laughs> and you were being an asshole, but yeah. it's true. Well, this is funny because I know they they wanted to put out a warning in episode that they, that uh, people with certain lengths of neck beard might <laughs> not like the movie. They couldn't have predicted that. Um, no. The statement reads, uh, out of an abundance of caution, we recommend you provide at your venue, box office, and online uh, at... And at other appropriate places where your customers will see it, a notice containing the following information. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker contains several sequences with imagery and sustained flashing lights that may affect those who are susceptible to photosensitive epilepsy or have other photosensitivities. It's weird because I've seen the movie and I already know the scene they're talking about. It's just Kylo sitting there flipping a light switch for like five minutes. (laughs) Does this bug you? (laughs) Does this bug you? Hux? Hux? And Hux is like, stop it! I hate you! Sounds totally legit. So there's that. Um, Turn the lightsaber on or off. <laughs> on. Pick one. <laughs> so now there's there's one warning about Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Here's someone in the movie who has another warning oh. about the Rise. John Boyega warning about you leaving your script cry. laying around you when you're partying. You won't cry because it's so sad. Richard E. Grant, who uh, Jimmy, the Civil War general? No. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy interviewed him and said he was a yeah, great British guy. actor. British actor. Uh, he knows a little something about franchises. He's been on uh, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, Downton Abbey, among others. And now he's in this new Star Wars movie. And he has a warning about the Star Wars movie. Ready? Lower your expectations. (laughs) It's not even that. (laughs) It's not lower. It's manage. Uh, Ah. People feel incredibly passionate and possessive about it. Mm -hmm. I understand that because I've been a Star Wars fan since I was 20 years old in Mm -hmm. 1977 when I was a drama student. Inevitably, there will be Game of Thrones syndrome to Star Wars because you can't please everybody all the time. At the ending, what people want it to be and what it actually is, hopefully, for the majority of people seeing it, they will feel that they've had their wishes fulfilled. But inevitably, 
there's going to be people that don't feel that way. And you can't anticipate that. You have to do what is honest and true to you. And I think JJ and Chris have done what absolutely, uh, to that absolute ends of their ability, says. In large part, and, and then there's a summation in this article from io9. In large part, we think that's because expectations versus reality. Yeah. As fans sit around and stew over the next installment of their favorite franchise, decisions are made in their heads, consciously or unconsciously, about what they want to see. And when those expectations aren't met, or in some cases are completely obliterated, it's easy to be disappointed. It's human. In fact, the best course of action is to realize the movie or show in your head, how many times have we been saying this, yeah. isn't real. Yep. And figure out why the people behind the project did not do that. Only in that understanding and acceptance can true satisfaction be found. Well, and you're not... I mean, unless you are a filmmaker, unless you are a screenwriter, you you don't actually understand the craft. You may think you understand the craft, even mm -hmm. if you're a fan that appreciates it, and even if you have a blog that that dissects it and takes it apart, uh, even if you took a whole bunch of film theory classes, you still don't necessarily understand the the art of screenwriting. And you'll you'll see the few screenwriters that I do know will talk about the Last Jedi as like one of the best written Star Wars movies mm -hmm. because it went against your expectations. Exactly, it dared, that's why it was my favorite. Honestly, yeah, it dared to <clears throat> shake things loose, yep. and it dared to actually kind of smash things. And I know some people who. Like, I had to unfriend a few people over the last few weeks because they're getting all riled up about this fucking movie. And what they're, it's, it's basically speculation fatigue. They're, they're wiping themselves out with all their speculation about what it's going to be. Exactly what it is. And they're so exhausted that they're entering this movie like cranky toddlers, you know? So they're just going to get into this movie and they're like, I fucking hate it! And that's how they were with, with Last Jedi because Last Jedi, in their mind, with uh, Force Awakens being so much a, kind of a hodgepodge homage to the other Star Wars movies. They walked into Last Jedi thinking it was going to be a, a, a hodgepodge of Empire. Yeah. And it was not. Well, and, and, and I've seen that written down. I think that's a, a beautiful way to put it, is that uh, they complained because Force Awakens was too much like right. A New Hope. Right. And then along comes uh, The Last Jedi and does nothing like any other movie. As a matter of fact, it steers you right up yeah. to where you think, oh, this is the Empire. Oh, shit, it wasn't. And then they bitched about that. Right. You know, we wanted different. Well, okay, we give you different and you hate it. Not like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, different but the same. Different but the same. Did you yeah. see that, that post that was like, if, if Rise of Skywalker sucks, what legal recourse do we have? Do we, the fans, have? <laughs> no. Absolutely none. Uh, our attorney, Isn't Mike it? Anderson, is Zero. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. And it's funny because uh, we talked about this off camera a little bit, but there was a, an article off camera. Off camera. Well, these are cameras, right? Yes. That we're talking into these are cameras yeah. for your mouth. Well, yes. mouth cameras. <laughs> mouth cameras. Get closer to that mouth camera. How are my cavities? Uh, a, a gentleman talking about seeing the movie, uh, mm -hmm. like in Micronesia, and and seeing how people who were. Uh, largely Buddhist reacted to The Last Jedi. To them, it was a profoundly spiritual movie because Luke actually used pacifism to defeat the First Order and that his his ultimate act was not to just sacrifice his life. It was to uh, basically attain enlightenment mm -hmm. uh, by tricking his nephew into thinking he was fighting him. Because as you point out, Luke didn't die, and that's no, that's the, he became, one of the big complaints. He became these. one with the Force, and it's funny because I think I think religious people should get this pretty easily, right? You'd think you would think, right? What what is your whole thing? I, I know I know Catholics they say, well, you you, you might tra or uh, LDS people you might translate directly to heaven when when mm -hmm. when the time comes, right? 
Luke became one with the Force. He mm-hmm. became he got translated. Yeah, he became one with the Force. He be, and and he will be. Uh, you know, there's going to be some shit going on in this ninth movie, and if you think it's going to fix the Last Jedi, realize that everybody who's working on this ninth movie was working on this eighth movie as well. This is all part of a plan. It's all part mm-hmm. of a roadmap. There's nobody going and fixing Ryan Johnson's work because yeah. it was part of the fucking plan all along. Yeah. This is the way. Get over yourselves. Exactly. Thank and you. and Empire Empire shook that tree just as hard. Yeah. But Empire because of of hindsight and familiarity, we look back on it super super fondly. Well, but, you and you the argument I see about uh, these these two new movies is oh, we don't have all of our people together. Well, that was Empire. Right. They were never together really. No. Yeah. They they had they had a, uh, how long were they together in Return of the Jedi? One scene on a Mon Calamari yeah. battle cruiser. Exactly. And right. then at the end, and singing yeah, with well, the Ewoks. And also Empire was written from the hip. Mm-hmm. He, uh, there's lots of stuff out there that George Lucas didn't actually he know. Wasn't sure. yeah. Didn't Kaz didn't write that movie? It, it, Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the first draft, Darth Vader is not Luke's father, yeah. or stuff like that. Anyway. But then there were three years between Empire and mm-hmm. Jedi, and no internet, no speculation, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. It's beautiful. And if you got the Disney+, Plus, there are a couple of great little documentaries on there. Uh, one is uh, Empire of Dreams, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's just about the original trilogy, and it's uh, it's really interesting to see how these movies... Well, how the first one we shouldn't have. No, really, it it, it shouldn't have happened. It was, it was a glorious know? accident that yeah. just worked. Exactly. So. All right, so we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll review Rise of Skywalker with broken news, and then at the end of the show, I'm going to read to you the Rise of the Resistance. Oh, I can't call it a walkthrough, can you? Because it's a it's read through. Read through. Ride through. Talk through. Ride through. Ride through. Okay. After these messages, we'll be right back. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Let's see what's happening in December at Dr. Volt's. Oh, it's their big sale. They do this every year. Get everything you want this Christmas. Dr. Volt's Comics is having a new sale each week all December long. For example, uh, December 1st through the 7th, toys, games, and statues are 20% off. That's December 1st through the 7th. 8th through the 14th of December, graphic novels are 20% off. And starting on the 15th of December, everything store-wide is 20% off. That's through December 31st. And if you're missing any comics to complete your run, if you've had your eye on one of the many vintage comics, oh, I know I have, well, now's your chance. Back issues all month long will be 20 to 50% off. So make sure you get everything you want this December at Dr. Volt's Comics. And, Hey, maybe you have a friend who wants to get back into reading comics again. A gift certificate is a great gateway drug back into the world. Open seven days a week. Your hold or pull service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Good communication is key to a healthy relationship, especially when it comes to sex. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique is your trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. Go see them at 595 South State in Clearfield and tell them Geek Show says hey, and you'll receive special discounts. Open seven days a week. This moment of peace and quiet is brought to you by... Booze Teak, located in downtown Salt Lake City. Sit down, relax, and have a drink.
mention Geek Show Podcast, and get 15% off of your purchase. Booze Teak at 315 East Broadway. Shop local. If you love to play games, especially board games like Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and Magic products, too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. It's a great place to stay and play. Broken news. Welcome to it. Yeah. Mm. Let me put my gum away. Save it for later. Yeah, I'll put it right here. Yeah. I know, Pat. There we (laughs) go. Uh, Broken news. Welcome to it. Uh, Joining me for broken news is Tony. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) We went from a full boat of people who wanted to review the new Star Wars movie to you and me because people dropped out. They had obligations and things, you know, Lee's in Vegas, Rebecca's on her way to Star Wars land and... And then you Galaxy's know, Shannon, Edge, sir. Yeah, I know. And then uh, <laughs> Shannon got uh, called away for a, a Christmas commitment thing, and, and then so it's just it's down to you and I. Yeah, this is the first time it's just you and me recording. I think it is. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Although I did, I did, I did interviews with each one of you individually. Oh, that's time. right, I, I long time ago. A long time ago. I'm trying to remember what that was for. I don't remember. Was it after Jeff died? I anyway, might right. have been. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, I went looking in my news pile for some broken news, and all people want to talk about is Star Wars. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> so before we get to that, we'll give you a spoiler-free review of Star Wars. Just going to tell you this right now. Now, uh, down the road a piece, week or so, maybe two, we're going to do a 20-minute deep-dive spoiler-filled yep. uh, on our Patreon. Yep. That's where you get to see and hear that. Well, hear it at least. I, I, I'm not making any promises yeah. about the seeing anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, you'll definitely get that, and we'll we'll give you like 20 minutes of spoiler-filled exuberance about it, and uh, hopefully Lee can be here to uh, to break it down for us, because uh, he is the prophet after all. Uh, when it comes to Star Wars, he knows his shit. Indeed. Um, so we'll do that. So what what's going to follow is a spoiler-free. Thoughts, really, not even review right. uh, of, of of Rise of Skywalker. We'll get to that. But you have seen, uh, what is it, Harley Quinn? Yeah, I've been keeping up on my... Uh, that is on your DC app, DC right? DC Universe okay. app, yeah. They, uh, even though it seems to have kind of faded into obscurity a little bit, at least from the, from the uh, general media, they're still putting out new stuff on the DC Universe app, and it's all yeah, honestly mean, really good. I mean, you got Doom Patrol on there, which, which critics are... Turning to Doom Patrol was fantastic. They're they're loving the Doom Patrol. Yeah, that whole season of of television was really good, and I'm really looking forward to season two. And then uh, I haven't started Titan season two yet, but I liked season one well enough. I thought mm-hmm. it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just started uh, four weeks ago. Now DC Universe app doesn't do the Netflix style. They don't put everything oh. on all at once. Which which really, when you think about it, I know that our society these days wants to binge. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> it's a love hate thing. I mean, you know, were I CBS, I wouldn't let it all out at once. Exactly. Because you're not going to stick around. You're going to subscribe for a month, binge, and go away. Especially <laughs> when, yeah, when you only have one or two must-see items on your app. Exactly. you got to space it out. Yeah, until and, the coming year when they 
overload us with all the Star Trek, mm, which I'm fine with. Picard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That cartoon. I'm fine with all oh, of it. It looks so good. But anyway. So yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is four episodes in, and I think it's an eight or ten episode run. Mm-hmm. Uh, voiced by Kelly Kukau. Kuokau. Kuako? Yeah. Kuako. The one from Big Bang Theory. Yes. The hot blonde. Sure. So um, it's got, I mean, it's and, and it's got tons of other voices in it that you recognize. Alan Tudyk voices a couple characters. I saw him doing uh, the Joker. Yeah, and he does a really good Joker. And it's his own take. Yeah. He's not imitating no, anybody. No, exactly. And, and it, so kudos to him. It works really good. And it's great. <clears throat> um, and then uh, who else? There's um, Lake Bell. I love her. She's uh, Poison Ivy. Oh, she is. Oh, yeah. so yeah, oh, she's yeah. got the voice. Uh-huh. Oh. She's perfect as Poison Ivy. She is. Oh, fantastic. She's funny. And then um, the other one is they have tons of. Before we leave Lake Bell, just yeah. really quick, uh, because she was so funny on Children's Hospital, and and she's got a TV show on now. It's a network sitcom mm-hmm. that I enjoy the hell out of, and I don't remember the name of the show I because also... it is so. It is, it's one of those names. Just forgettable. That's forgettable. Yeah. There's nothing about it. So when I get drops from it for the radio, I label it as Lake Bell. <laughs> I don't label it as the show that she is on. It's, it's a great cast. She's got Pam Greer in there. Oh, I love Pam Greer. She's got, uh, uh, and now why, why can't I remember his name? <laughs> the original environmentalist comedian. Uh, environmentalist comedian. He, he drove an electric car long before anybody else drove an electric car. Ed Begley Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there as the guy who lives in their barn. <laughs> well, of course, because, yeah. The, the plot is is that they, they inherited this oh. uh, bit of land in Nebraska. Bless this mess? That's it. Okay, okay. See, yeah. it's, what a forgettable title. It is, yeah. But it's a great show, and she's the star of it, and her husband is a very appealing uh, actor. And it's just a great little setup. But uh, so it's the city. It's it's Green Acres, except okay, yeah. except uh, she you know, they want to be there as opposed to we're not sure if we want to be here. Mm, okay, <laughs> but it's Green Acres. But uh, anyway, sorry. Lake Bell as Poison Ivy. Sorry. Yeah, very good. Um, and uh, also, Alan Tudyk voices Clayface as well as the Joker. Oh, and his voice is he changes his voice just enough that. That you're not like that's the same actor, but if you pay attention, like oh, that's Alan Tudyk. That's Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Well, he's so goddamn good. He he needs to be more famous. Oh, absolutely. If you ever get a chance to watch those con man uh, shows that he made, it was like two seasons. Oh yeah, where uh, he where essentially that go plays to a himself. Yeah he, yeah, he plays the, the a guy from a once loved and successful sci-fi show who no longer wants to do that kind of thing. <laughs> But everybody wants him to do that kind of thing. I wonder what that's inspiration from. I know, right? Hmm. And uh, the <laughs> fact that Mal is the is in the show. As, oh, he's in there too. <laughs> as Nathan Nathan Fillion, you know, and, and he's he's of course you know jetting around the world and getting regular jobs, not sci-fi jobs. And so Alan Tudyk's kind of like, oh, yeah, funny show. Anyway, mm, sounds like life imitating art, mm-hmm. perhaps, or art art imitating life. One I, of the two. Get off on a tangent when. And then uh, it's just you and me in the room. Bat- <laughs> Batman is voiced by Diedrich Bader. Yes, of all people, who is also on a show that I like that I shouldn't be watching called American American Housewife. Housewife. Yeah, yes, and he does a really good Batman voice. He's a great Batman like, voice. I was super surprised. Well, he did it on The Brave and the Bold, didn't he? I think he did a one or two, or yeah. some. It was one of those shows that was mainly aimed at kids, and he he did it. Was he okay? So he was Batman on Brave and the Bold. I want to say he was. I can yeah. check right here. Yeah, um, look it up. So, but he's got a great set of pipes and. Yeah. yeah, he's a great Batman. 
and uh, and then also um, Tony Hale. Oh yeah, <laughs> as Doctor Psycho. That's a character. Yeah. Now is that is that Batman canon or is this a new? Villain? I'm pretty sure it's Batman canon. Okay, because uh, he's got a deep. He's got a. Deep, oh, he's got a deep uh, rogues deep gallery, list, yeah. big time. That's funny. And then the last one uh, is uh, worth mentioning uh, that has a, a fairly big part. He's a guy named J.B. Smoove. Oh yes, comedian, funny. super funny. He uh, voices curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, and he voices a uh, a plant in Poison Ivy's living room that basically looks. I mean, it, it is almost a complete ripoff of. Um, what was that that plant movie with Rick Moranis? Oh, uh, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. I mean, it even looks like the plant, but it is he's so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so basically, the, the point I'm making uh, yeah. is this cast is fantastic. This show, the first four episodes, hilarious. Super funny. Now, the first 10 minutes of the first episode really threw me off, though. Why is that? Because the animation is very uh, Bruce Tim. Yeah, it looks like it. Very classic Warner Brothers Batman-style animation. The first in the first five minutes of the first episode, they say the f word probably eight times. Yeah, it's not for kids. It's definitely for adults. And there's scenes of Harley bashing in people's shins with visible compound fractures, and you know all kinds of just crazy stuff like that. So it took a minute for my brain to wrap around that style of art focused at you know intense violence and oh, swears a, because and stuff. it's the Tim uh, the, Bruce Tim the Bruce Tim uh, style exactly but he never took it that far exactly. I see what you're saying okay but I I can't recommend this cartoon enough I think it's fantastic it's um, fun huh? it's super fun and even my okay. wife who um, she's she's tolerant of all all things geek and mm-hmm. she enjoys quite a bit some of the, a few of the things mm-hmm. but she came in when I was watching the second episode and just sat down and started laughing <laughs> and and by the end of it she's like this is a good show that's great <laughs> and I was like yeah so yeah that one's definitely worth checking out on uh, DC Universe and I would say even at least worth you know, doing a 30-day trial or something and trying it out and seeing if you like anything else on the app so as I'm, well. I, I would look up to see how many more episodes there are and then do that binge thing that I just, yeah, I just discouraged you from you doing. You could definitely do that. And there are 20, about 22-minute episodes. Oh, not yeah, that you long. could do that in an afternoon. And just, yeah, super funny. And if you were, if anyone was afraid of Kelly Cuoco just kind of sounding like she did on Big Bang or things like that, no, no. She goes full Harley in this. Oh, good. She sounds great. Good. Yeah, just... Great, great show. Great right. cartoon. So good good notes for the Harley Quinn yep. TV series. I give it uh, five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> we still haven't landed on a, a standard really, rating system, have we? <laughs> we really do need to decide <laughs> a rating system. Uh, anything else? And I have also watched the first two episodes of The Witcher on Netflix. Oh, yes. With, you uh, were looking forward to this, as yes, I Yes, because I love The Witcher uh, video games, and I've read... Uh, the first Witcher book a while back. The books are pretty, they're not super different from the video games, but they're very much more talky. Yeah, dense. The books are very dense and a lot of uh, political intrigue and things like Ooh. that, which you don't get into a whole lot of in the in the video game. Oh, no. But you do get into some of it. And the first two episodes of The Witcher, excellent. That's what I if hear. If you ask me. That's what I hear. And I hear Superman is... Uh... Holy cow. pretty good. He's way good. Um, like, and a he's, lot better he's than I fan, thought He's a fan, apparently. He, he, yeah. He liked the games. There's a fantastic little video circulating in the internet as of right now that uh, <laughs> he's getting interviewed by someone, and the guy asks him during the interview, so are you an Xbox fan or a PlayStation fan? <laughs> and he goes, PC. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Superman's a nerd. Okay. Yeah, wow. for sure. <laughs> so, uh, Henry Cavill sounds like he's doing a little bit of a Geralt impression from the, co- from the uh, video game. Okay. Which isn't a bad thing because 
honestly, that's the version of Geralt most people are familiar with. Yeah, yeah. And so he's got kind of a, a, a gruff tone. Yeah. And talks kind of monotone well, a that's, lot of the time. That's kind of what the character is. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. And you can still hear his uh, his natural British accent coming through as well. Oh, good. Uh, which is good. Yeah, they didn't try to make him do just an American accent like the video game. Mm. Uh, special effects, excellent. Good. Choreography on the sword fights, top notch. Well, great. Very, very That's often cool. lacking, so yeah. that's good. There's there's a scene in the first episode where he takes on about eight guys in a town, Ooh. town called Blaviken, and he just takes them apart in an epically violent sword fight. Really, really good. Um, so far, story-wise, I mean, I've only seen the first two episodes, but they're introducing in the first two episodes so far all the all the main characters that are going to be the big players throughout the season, you know. Mm-hmm. Yennefer, Ciri, uh, Geralt, of course, and a few other characters. So, nice. Uh, great setup so far in the first two episodes. Acting is great. Um, story-wise, I don't know what's really going on yet because I'm only two episodes in, but... They're world-building, right? Yeah, they're world-building, and it's keeping my attention. So, I mean, all in all, I'd say this has got uh, a great, great potential. And Netflix has already renewed it for a second season. Oh, there you go. So, All right, it's on Netflix. Yep. Uh, that was going to be my next question, is where can I see this? And it is one of those binge-a-roos. All episodes are on right now. Okay. All right. Um, I would just recommend Watchmen. Oh, that was so good. <clears throat> I have not seen... I have not been wowed by a television series uh, like that for many years. Yeah. Uh, the last time I was like, it may be Breaking Bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm not talking geek TV either. I'm talking no, TV. Just quality just writing. Qu- exactly. Plotting. Yeah. Acting. Special effects. They didn't skimp on at all. I just am so... And people ask me the same thing. It says, do I have to read the book, uh, comic book? No. And I'm like, no, but why not? Yeah. And then the next question is, do I have to read all of the comic book? <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're referring to what I call the homework. Yeah. Uh, yes. Do. Why yeah. not? It's it's brilliant. It's yeah. all brilliant. And then go on HBO.com and look for PDpedia because it's the same thing for the TV series. It's the homework. Oh, there you go. We can find out who Lube Man is, or at least oh we my think gosh. we know who Lube Man is. Really? Yeah. I never. I haven't figured that out yet. It's a, go. Okay, do I'll the homework. I'll have to do the homework. Do the homework. <laughs> that scene is just classic. And it's just so for, good. And he never is there, no. and he's gone. It's and a throwaway scene. It's wonderful, though. But it was fantastic. Uh, but anyway, all right. Um, it's all about the Star Wars. You and I, and Rebecca, and Shannon, uh, went to a critic screening on uh, Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, as we record this on Sunday, and uh, we. Uh, I know you and I. And Shannon, did we went in blind? Yep. We did no homework. I even avoided the last trailer really? too. Yeah, okay. I tried to go in way blind. Now, in my job, it's hard to go in blind on things like this. Right. But I went out of my way uh, to do it, uh, and and so we we sit down, and I was overwhelmed by the awesome. I was too. Uh, there was not a point in the movie where I was like, "Is this over yet?" No. Or is this dragging? No. It, if anything, it moved maybe slightly a little bit too fast, but yes. but not fast enough that it bothered me. Exactly. Yeah. You didn't go, hold, hold it, hold yeah. it. You know, never once was I shouting hold right. it aloud because I was sitting next to Shannon. He would have got <laughs> mad at me. Um, but uh, I know he loved it. Uh, and and you you liked it because I I ask you the important question. I would say that I you know honestly I would say that I loved it, 
But I, I still number eight's the best, if you ask me. Ryan Johnson's See, uh, The Last Jedi is still my favorite. And you, you are one of the few people that that I've heard say that. Now I love Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I do. And don't ask me to rank my Star Wars. I just, I, it's exhausting. <laughs> that's I just, about all. I rank I the number one and that's it. Everything uh, I, else is. And see, I can't even do that. Uh, I yeah. can't even pick one out of all of them. You're much more emotionally invested in it than I am, though. It uh, could be. Um, I would have to say, you know, if, if gun to my head, Empire. But I, that's just such a schlocky answer. You know, but, <laughs> but I love Last Jedi because, as you and I talked about it, it took chances. Yes. And we liked that. I left the theater with just like my mind was blown. Yeah. Because he's like. After number eight. Because I was like, you can do that in a Star Wars? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, so I thought that was great. Uh, and I love the theme of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, I, th- I think that Ryan Johnson gets a lot of shit, and he shouldn't. But uh, Well, especially, have you seen Knives Out yet? Great. Fantastic movie. We went and saw that just yes. two days ago, and it was. Go see that. I, you think you have it figured out about 30 minutes in. You don't. You don't. It was so good. You don't. Uh, it's, it's, I've been sending everybody to go see that movie. Uh, but anyway, so your thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker. I ask you the important uh, question because I remember walking out of Last Jedi with you and you said, and it blew me away, that was my favorite Star Wars movie. Yep. And I went, wow, bold, mm-hmm. awesome. I stand by that statement And still. you stand by that statement. So I ask you as we came out, uh, what did you think? And you said, Last Jedi still my favorite. But I enjoyed that one immensely. Definitely. Terrific. Yep, and I still stand by that statement. The, you, you could tell a little bit that there was a, just a... I mean, J.J. Abrams is one of the kings of fan service. And there's a little bit of fan service in there, but a lot of it is handled in a way that I thought was just fine. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's there's a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of you feel like they're kind of going down a checklist of things they need to accomplish in this movie. <laughs> But there's a reason. You're working with 42 years of lore. Exactly. You know, you're working with eight other movies that you're trying to tie it all up. Yeah. Um, And then our attorney, Mike Anderson, Mm -hmm. uh, went with us. And uh, he was texting me this morning about it. Um, He says, uh, my impression based on the online reviews is that I think people who read the spoilers were less enthusiastic about it. I think so. So that's what I want to say to y'all right now. If you haven't seen it, ignore Everything online. Yeah. Go in blank slate. Just let the movie happen to you. Like we, that's our mantra. We constantly say that all the time. Don't make the movie in your head and then get disappointed that it's not up on the screen. Yeah. Headcanon is the worst way to go into any movie. Exactly. Uh, he says, I read all the spoiler threads on Reddit after we saw it. Mm. And it was just a bunch of cynics hating on every single leak, many of which weren't true or were out of context and twisted. So uh, he he said they just you know according to him they decided that they hated it before they saw a single frame. Sounds like it, yeah. And so that's what I would say to you is, if somebody in your office or some guy on Facebook or some shit like that says it's terrible, don't listen to them. Yeah, don't listen to them. And I found it was actually Troy Williams that pointed this uh, to me, and I retweeted it on the Geek Show Twitter feed, and I would just encourage you. I'm going. I'm only going to read you the stuff that is non-spoilery okay. in this article, um, because it does get spoilery. Sure. Uh, the uh, the headline is "Rise of Skywalker and the Complicated Legacy of Star Wars." This is by Richard Newby, the Hollywood Reporter. Okay. So I'm going to leave out the the stuff that's spoilery. So I would say read this after you see it. Yeah. Okay. Makes but, sense. But I'm going to read to you the stuff that'll help you go into it mm-hmm. with with a clear mind. So he starts, and I'm going to be reading a bit here, so 
sit back, get a beverage, or hit pause and go get a beverage and then come back. What I told you was true from a certain point of view, Obi-Wan says to Luke during Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. A certain point of view, Luke replies incredulously. Obi-Wan responds in turn, you're going to find many of the truths that we cling to depend greatly on your own point of view. <laughs> there it is in Jedi. Uh, this interchange may be the most important one in the Star Wars franchise. The thing that allows for retcons, revelations, and for fans to keep their sanity. And to that point, it is, at least for me, the very thing that bridges the divide between Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi and J.J. Abrams' The Rise of Skywalker. Both controversial films with different ideas about what Star Wars is and should be. It was always going to end this way. It seems inevitable that no matter how the Skywalker saga concluded, it would face insurmountable criticism and leave fandom torn in two. And we're seeing that in real time right now. Whoever took the helm, Colin Trevorrow, Abrams, Johnson, or even George Lucas himself, would have faced backlash. There's no way to please everyone. It is exactly that. Exactly what it boils down to. Um, Okay, Uh, let's see. Uh, Not every callback in The Rise of Skywalker was necessary. Um, And he lists. Yeah, he lists a bunch of the callbacks. Yeah, he says, but I'm hard-pressed to think of a modern endpoint film that doesn't operate in a similar manner. Exactly. Return of the King may navigate that area best in that it feels satisfying without drawing attention to its efforts to be so. Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Dark Knight Rises, and even this year's Avengers Endgame. Well-reviewed films, all the callbacks and references out of the past, setting up the future, uh, and many of the fan service elements in those films, however cheerworthy, feel less honest to their characters and arcs than anything that happens in Rise of Skywalker. Okay, let me get back back on the line here. There are reactions aplenty that call Rogue One and The Mandalorian the best of this Disney Age Star Wars. And that's because they're safe. Yeah. Built on the aesthetics of the familiar and thin characterizations that don't shake the foundations of the galaxy. Those spin-offs and new stories, enjoyable as they are, should be the Star Wars properties to challenge expectations. But instead, many look for a sequel trilogy finale to do that when it instead serves as a sequel to The Force Awakens. It's true. In the very installments, it was always sold to, as a sequel too. Abrams followed through on the nature of what the Skywalker saga was always about balance star yeah. wars is built on the cynical nature of uh, cyclical excuse me <laughs> sorry that was was rebecca for a moment jumping in my head <laughs> a <little> cynical <laughs> star wars is built on the cyclical nature of storytelling it's, that's right it's joseph campbell's hero's journey in triplicate it's a fairy tale one aimed at children and best viewed with a child's eyes and heart ryan johnson attempted to grow the franchise up with the last jedi a film I very much enjoy and think undeserving of the harassment aimed at Johnson. It attempts to elevate pulp, and while there's much to admire, there's also something missing within it. It is a Star Wars that feels geared toward people who don't like Star Wars, which I think amounts to much of the critical following behind it, Hmm. something that the backlash has turned into an almost cult-like devotion in some internet circles. The ambition of Johnson is is worthy of applause. Luke Skywalker's arc and death are meaningful, and in track with a character never great at following through or dealing with his mistakes. And Lee has talked about that before. Yep. What is also impactful is the idea that people are more complicated than their myths, something the younger generation is forced to reckon with. 
It provides a fascinating look at the mechanics of war, the thin line between good and evil when it comes to warmongering. It vocalizes many of the aspects about the failures of the Jedi and the Senate that Luke has highlighted in the prequels. But Last Jedi also feels like an outlier, an attempt to be subversive in the saga built on a legacy in history. Uh, but then he goes on to, you know, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Mm-hmm. But again, this is the history of Star Wars. When Star Wars first arrived on the screen in 77, Luke Skywalker was a nobody. His father, Anakin, was a Jedi, but not the chosen one. And Darth Vader was a separate character. Right. Remember, this is in the first movie. Right. Uh, Lucas's notes for the arc of his films confirm the fact that Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker were two separate beings. In Empire Strikes Back, of course, that all changed, while also dropping the info that Luke was not the last hope and also... And so Leia became Luke's sister, something that also wasn't planned from the beginning, and obviously because they kissed way too much for that to be true. <laughs> the Skywalker saga has never operated on some master plan. This, okay. is, this, is the, this is the point. And it's riddled with inconsistencies, tropes, and contrivances, and unanswered questions like, why did Pal- this is th- He's giving this example for all the people who are bitching about this new movie. Right. So pay attention. Why did Palpatine switch to stormtroopers from clones? What happened to those clones? Never answered in the movies. That's true. But we're okay with it. Yeah. We just let that happen without bitching, right? Why'd they switch from clones to to stealing children and brainwashing them? (laughs) Yeah. How did Luke learn the ways of the Jedi and build a new lightsaber when he never finished his training on Dagobah? Yeah. Never happened in the movies, but we didn't care. Right. We didn't bitch about that, did we? Why could no one on the Jedi Council sense that Palpatine was a Sith when they sensed the Force in everyone else? Right. We never asked that question. We just let it happen, right? Why didn't Admiral Holdo just tell Poe and the Resistance her plan and save Finn and Rose the trouble of their mission? Okay. See, I have a friend. That is his major holdup is why didn't Holdo tell anyone? And I'm like... Well, I mean, do you can you see into the mind of the character? Well, and I mean, I Lee, Lee would explain it to you is that you know she spies her everywhere. And yeah, she, she, couldn't, didn't trust. she couldn't trust anyone. Yeah, she didn't know this guy. Right. And I always point out to the to the very. I remember seeing Return of the Jedi, and suddenly Palpatine is shooting electricity out of his fingers. Yeah. Did you say, hey, the Force can't do that? We did, hey, hey, wait a minute. That's never happened. We never we never did. We just went, oh, shit. Yeah. That's all we did. That's awesome. We let the movie happen, you know? So, Star Wars has figured things out as it goes, often through supplemental material like comics, shows, video games, and is focused on building thematic ties across the series. Mm. Our search for the perfect Star Wars trilogy won't be fruitful because it never existed. We've simply romanticized the films of our childhood and have gotten overly serious about the series in such a way that many of the things that have become nitpicks within these new films were present and taken in stride with the past films. Yeah. Which is the most important part. Uh, Let's see. um, Let's see. uh, Ray, here it goes. She is the story she tells to herself. He goes into some more spoilery spoilery stuff. She is the story she tells to herself rather than the story the others have told about her. There's a beauty in that, and one that once again strikes to the importance of these stories being imaginative morality plays for children, children who must come to learn that they all have a past and a name and come from somewhere that makes them the hero of their own story, but their legacies are the ones that they choose. The Rise of Skywalker isn't perfect, but it feels like a heartfelt and genuine examination of the ideas George Lucas was first enchanted by and enchanted so many audiences with. 
Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams may have had different ideas on how to approach this trilogy, but they don't have to be warring films. From a certain point of view, they are both enriching the larger story, tying up the past and sowing seeds for the future. There is room to break out of the confines of Star Wars as we know it in the future, but this trilogy, being built on the legacy of two others, never felt like the place to rewrite all we know. A Jedi can be anyone, and the past can be grown beyond. But this was established as the Skywalker Saga, and for a story built around orphans confronting the manipulations of an evil mastermind and finding their larger destiny within the grand scheme of the galaxy, The Rise of Skywalker feels like a conclusion this saga deserved. So, look for that. Read the whole thing once you see the movie. Richard Newby in The Hollywood Reporter. Rise of Skywalker and the Complicated Legacy of Star Wars is what that's called. It's almost like this guy did his homework. It's like he knows his shit, right? Yeah. So, there you go. Um, yeah, everybody who bitches about these little plot points, I just remind them of the stuff. I say, what's, what's your favorite, what's your favorite uh, Star Wars movie? And they'll tell me. And I'll go, well, how come you didn't care about this? In the, and, yeah. and they get this look on their face like, oh. Oh, crap. <laughs> My movie's not perfect. And then I'm like, hey, guess what? You grew up, and these are kids' movies. Yeah. So go in with the nine-year-old in your head. Yeah. Go in and enjoy just it. it. Just let it happen. I see so many people being so angry about these movies, and it's just ruining, it's making them sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you, I don't understand why you're letting that happen to you. Yeah. You just got to get that negativity out of you and let it go. There's there's too much shit going on. Or as Shannon says, get some real problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is fond of saying that. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm off my soapbox now about that. But I'll get back on it in a future episode. Right. Because we are going to do a deep dive. We'll put, put the soapbox in the time closet for now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get it out later. Oh, and leave Lee alone for a while. <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> just, let him, just let him enjoy his movie. Let him enjoy his movie. Don't Facebook him or text him or anything like that. Just, just let him enjoy the movie. He'll come in here and explain to you everything. Yeah. And it'll all make sense. And you'll go, oh, yeah, okay. I get it. Yep. Just remember, because you don't like something doesn't mean other people can't like it. Exactly. All right. And I'm not going to fight with you on this. No, right. I mean, for, for what? To what end, you know? Exactly. It was, it's pointless. It was some guy who wanted to pick a fight with me about The Last Jedi, and I just went, so you don't like it? Okay. Okay, well, all right. Maybe you'll like the next one. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But what about... I'm, no, 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 no. I'm no. done. I don't want to talk about it. My opinion is I like it. I like Yours it. Yours is you, you don't. don't. Okay. Go be unhappy somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for real. Go be unhappy. Hey, guess what? I got a new Star Wars movie this year, okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm happy with that. Can you, right. I mean, just this last uh, two months, we've got an awesome Star Wars game. The fall, the, the what Which is I, it? Uh, Star Wars, it, The Fallen Order. Yeah, I got to go crack that open here oh, in a bit. Yeah, so you picked it up? <laughs> well, um, Mike gave it to me. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you, sir. Very, very good game. Um, and then you've got The Mandalorian. Got Mandalorian happening. And then you've got the new Star Wars movie, the, the end of the yeah. Skywalker story. And we're going to get more Star Wars. Yeah. Jay, Jay was like, is this all the Star Wars? No, no Jay. It's it, fine. It's the end of the Skywalker story. <laughs> That's it. But we have an entire universe. You've got Kevin Feige planning yeah, exactly. a movie. You've got uh, a bunch of very talented people at Lucasfilm planning movies. You're not going to get trilogies anymore. And that's fine. That's, that's something Kathleen Kennedy has said. We're not going to do trilogies. We're going to do one-shot stories. And and look at, uh, I think Marvel's also seems to be shying away from that a little bit. Yeah. Because the last trilogy was probably the Captain America story arc, right? Yeah, yeah. Because Thor had Thor 1 and 2, but 3 was completely different than 1 and 2 and mm-hmm. really didn't have that much mm-hmm. to do. Well, there was the... 
No, that wasn't in Thor. That was in uh, Avengers, where the time traveled back to the scenes in Thor 1 and 2. So, yeah. And that was something that somebody asked me as well about. He said, I don't understand why why Marvel uh, fans uh, get get all this great stuff and, and Star Wars fans are unhappy. Uh, and, and I think my quick... I could go on, but we're running late. Uh, my quick answer to that is, is those of us who grew up reading Marvel comics are familiar with the what if. Yes, the multiple dimensional kind and of stories. Same with DC. Yes, and absolutely. Where they, where a new writer would come in and go, okay, we're changing this. Yep. We're doing this instead. And we were okay with it. Yeah. So when we see a representation of a character that we love so much on screen, I got news for you. It's not comics canon. Yeah. The stuff you see on the screen is not comics That's canon. That's a good point. So we're able to let that go. Yep. We're just happy to have a Captain America movie. Yeah, because we never thought we'd got one. I never thought of it that way because there's so many multiverses mm-hmm. and things in comics that that uh, canon isn't canon, and, and except for in that one universe. And then the other point to that is there were very few of us who read those comics. True. And so these movies are made for the mass audience, and they just accept it and mm-hmm. take it and mm-hmm. go, yeah. And you know, if you wanted to be that kind of fan, you'd go, excuse me, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be unhappy. Yep. But instead, we let it happen. We let these movies happen. It's a take on the character, and we're okay with it. And maybe Star Wars fans have, they're a little rigid, maybe. Yeah, well, and I think part of that might stem a little bit, too, from how Disney went through and decanonized everything aside from the movies at first, when they first bought Star Wars. And so that made it that made it seem like they were trying to make everything work in line very specifically. And I still haven't decided if I think that was kind of a mistake or not. Well, but the problem is, is that you had so much. That's true. The, the amount of Star Wars books and comic books and everything to make it all work together. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Lucas have Lucas Films have like a team, a whole team dedicated to trying to make sure all the canon fit together? And even then, they'd miss stuff. Yes and no. Yeah, yeah. They, they they were no Pablo Hidalgo. Pablo is you know he's the guy in charge of you know saying you can't do this because, uh-huh. and uh, so they weren't as rigid back when George owned it. He was just happy to take the money. You know, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Go go play with my toys. I yeah. don't care. Um. So there's that, and also keep in mind, Star Wars fans that I know you read and loved Knights of the Old Republic, but there's, sorry, a handful of you that did. When you look at the population of the world that loves Star Wars, and I'm talking about everybody, yeah, there's just like us who read those comics. There's a small handful of you, yep, who read that back stuff and enjoyed it. And great, I'm glad you did. And probably even the same small group of people that played the Knights of the Old Republic games, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, which were based on those. And there were all those uh, Dark Horse comics and all of that stuff. That uh, that was small potatoes. Exactly. So you got to do like a Marvel fan. You got to be willing to let that go. Yeah. Because this is for everyone. Yeah. Now, if you want to go niche, you can go niche. Those things still exist. That's go the and thing. enjoy them. They're still there. Yeah. They go and enjoy they them. Go burn them all. Exactly. Go dig up those old comics. Yeah. Go dig up that. Hell, I still have the uh, Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina <laughs> book that I pull out every now and then. <laughs> See? Fucking love that book. Anyway, there's no militant Jawas in the movies. Well, there isn't the Mandalorian, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking love that. Anyway. All right, enough. We preached enough. Yep. Um, coming up in the next segment of the show, we have a, a listener who rode Rise of the Resistance, 
and he sent us a detailed ride-through. Yeah, this now, was interesting. Now, I didn't warn when we recorded this. It's, it could be considered spoilery. So if you, if you, just, if you uh, don't yeah. want to know what happens on the ride, uh, hit the fast-forward button quite a few times. <laughs> It, uh, we took about ten minutes. Good going ten minutes. That, yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, you know, maybe you want to stop the episode and you know come back wait. to it later. Yeah. Maybe you want to do that. So there's a there's a warning for you. The rise of the resistance ride through is coming up in the next segment. Stand by for that. Go to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/GeekShowPodcast. Remember, to type the whole podcast part because if you just type Geek Show, it takes you to a bad place. <laughs> uh, so, and uh, we got more content coming. Yep, and thank you so much, patrons. Yes, you. Thank are you. awesome. I think I saw 275 today. Is that good? Yeah. Right. 275 I don't know how patrons. these things work. That's, I mean, that's, that's way more than I thought we'd get, honestly. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be honest. So, I mean, it just it's astounding. So thank you so much. And we're going to be adding more content every week. So I think Rebecca's got some pictures that she's... Yep, she's got uh, some, some uh, pictures of outfits she created for normal everyday use that are based around Star Wars events oh. and characters yeah oh so it's, it's like it's pretty cool it's subtle subtle cosplay oh i like very that. subtle cos- cosplay and then uh, i'm also posting a video of a behind the scenes about six minutes of behind the scenes footage of what it's like uh from beginning to end on a recording day for us oh a behind the scenes recording yeah oh cool all right there you go so all that and more is coming i'll have more toy stuff lee's gonna we're gonna do the deep dive like we talked about spoiler filled stuff and uh, we're also going to do uh, Crisis. Yep, at some point soon we'll be doing Crisis for the uh, TV Crisis crossover, which that's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm, can't wait for All the right, second so half of that. A lot of stuff happening on our Patreon. And, of course, this show is still free. Yep. So there you go. Uh, stand by. we got more. The name of the episode I forgot to mention is Snow Peas for Peepop. <laughs> our all-Star Wars episode continues. Please to enjoy. Satisfying all of your holiday needs since 1982 and located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's Cabin Fever so much more than a card store. Have you had enough yet? Looking for that something special for your dearest and craziest friends? Are you through scouring the internet for that one item meant to bring joy and a little look of acknowledgement from your best bud? I've got an idea. Step away from the computer. This year, think about shopping local. Head to Cabin Fever, located in the heart of historic Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Since it started in 1982, Cabin Fever has been serving the Wasatch Front everything you and your friends wish for in a gift store. From movie and TV lunch boxes, jigsaw puzzles, tin signs, bar signs, playing cards, retro puzzles and games, candy as well as everything needed to make the items sparkle under the tree. From ribbon to wrap, bows to holiday cards, Cabin Fever wishes you the happiest of the holiday season. Stop by. Say hi. Tell them Geek Show says, hey, it's Cabin Fever, so much more than a holiday greeting card store. This moment of peace and quiet is brought to you by Booze Teak, located in downtown Salt Lake City. Sit down, relax. And have a drink. Mention Geek Show Podcast and get 15% off of your purchase. Booze Teak at 315 East Broadway. Shop local. 
If you love to play games, especially board games like Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and Magic products too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. It's a great place to stay and play. Good communication is key to a healthy relationship, especially when it comes to sex. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique is your trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. Go see them at 595 South State in Clearfield and tell them Geek Show says hey, and you'll receive special discounts. Open seven days a week. All right, so we continue with our Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars? Star Wars. We have a friend of the program, Rhett, sent me this. And uh, this is uh, his experience. He went down to Florida, where the ride is open. And he made it back? And he made it back. Fuck, I'm, good I'm, job, sorry, bud. The not, ride, a, not a German. The ride will not open in Anaheim until January. 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 Yeah. Oh. It's only a couple weeks away. I'm going at the end of January. I can report back. Oh, please do. I'm going for my 50th birthday. Oh, no. <laughs> so here's what Red had to say about uh, the, the experience, because, you know, we've been hearing reports about it breaking down and all that. Okay, we had to get in oh, it. Wait, wait, wait. Huh? You're saying rides at Disney parks break down? I know, right? That's a fucking hell. No, I, I seriously was not stuck under the Indiana Jones on a vine for 40 minutes waiting for them to oh, start the that, ride back that up was again. was you? Yeah. I didn't almost lose my mind on the goddamn Pirates of the Caribbean several months ago. I didn't sit with Agent Z on the broken down Cars ride with Lightning McQueen going, ka-chow, every 90 oh seconds God. for 10 minutes. <laughs> Ugh, a nightmare. All right, here we go. We had to get in a digital queue via the Disney World app for the ride. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, you had to be inside the park to join the queue. Okay, so they got location-based, location-based uh, geographic. Yeah. We were in the markers. park at yeah. We were in the park at eight ten a.m. The park opened at eight a.m. and by eight twenty, the whole day was booked. Holy oh. cow! You heard about the ride having problems. Uh, we were told at about eight thirty or so that our boarding party—that's the group that you call your boarding party—would not be riding the ride ah, after twenty minutes. Fuck. Yeah. Holy Since cow. it was our last day in the park and we're leaving the following day, we were devastated. We decided to hang around the park a little longer just for the hell of it since it was our last day. I kept checking the app to watch for movement in the queue. We went to ride Smuggler's Run for about the sixth time. Says it's amazing getting to pilot the Millennium Falcon, by the way. When I noticed that the queue jumped to our number, we literally got out of the front of the line of Smuggler's Run. They were getting ready to get on. And we pushed our way back to Rise of the Resistance mm. at 9.30 p.m. Park closes at 10. Wow. We were in line at 9.30. Dang. Oh, wow. Uh, the queue is set in the style of uh, the sandy caves that you would see like on Tatooine. Uh, lots of cool details throughout the line if you're paying attention. Uh, we start the ride with a transmission from Ray. They use a style and technology of hologram that was breathtaking. She looks so real and, well, hologrammy. I'm going to screw up the narrative a little bit here, but basically, as part of the resistance, we need to evacu evacuate the planet that you're on. You, you said evacuate. Evacuate. <laughs> Tell like, me how the internet works. Let's, okay. let's oscillate. All right. Uh, Poe comes up on the screen next to Ray to offer X-Wing support and cover as we make our escape. 
tra- a girl in a X-wing fighter. No, Poe. No, Poe. Poe came up. Yeah, Poe. Poe's Poe's a- oh, boy. he's a man. Poe's a dude. Okay, I'm I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> The transmission ends and you walk back outside among the sandy cliffs and pass Poe's full-size X-Wing and get onto a transport ship. You enter the transport ship from one side, an Akbar-type species, which is... is a Mon Calamari. Mon Calamari animatronic, is your pilot, and Poe is back up on the screen again. You take off. You feel the ship leave the ground and start moving. Now, you're standing and holding onto some handrails at this time, so nothing too crazy yet as far as the ride is concerned. Mm. Uh, You watch out the back in front of the ship as we exit the atmosphere of the planet that you were just on. (laughs) Now, (laughs) it's like porn from Lee. Yeah, Lee's done. (laughs) You're going to have to give him a few minutes before you keep going. Guys, he's going to (laughs) evacuate. He's going to evacuate. He needs some orange juice. Now now you're in space. I smell toast. (laughs) First Order ships start their attack on all of the transports. (laughs) You feel the blasts hit your ship from TIE fighters. Poe is calling out for covering fire. X-Wing starts getting... The X-Wing start getting picked off. Uh, The Akbar alien tries to make the jump to light speed, but as we turn to do so... There looms a First Order Star Destroyer. Oh, that's worse. It's too late. (laughs) You're caught in the tractor beam. Worse than a cat? (laughs) Worse Uh, than a cat. They're pulling us in. Now for a bit of Disney magic. (laughs) You get pulled into a hangar, very similar to the one that the Falcon gets pulled into in episode four. Yes. (laughs) The ship shuts down. Everything goes dark. The same door you came in through to get onto the transport now opens to that full-sized hangar. I'm going to evacuate. It's a, it's a super cool <laughs> moment. You already did. They really fool you in the best way. They make it feel like you've moved up to space and are now aboard a Star Destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> the God, hang- I need some Dead edibles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need some of those edibles. The hangar in the Star, <laughs> the hangar in the star Destroyer is big. Yeah. First Order guards and officers, real people, uh-huh. demand that you exit the ship. I already did. <laughs> no, you evacuate. 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 In front of you stands <laughs> in front of you stands about fifty stormtroopers. What are their names? You got Jenny. You got Jared. You got Katie. You have Rebecca. Mm-hmm. You have Hannah. Tell me their dreams. I pay, pay, Pedro. And there's and there's Pedro. And there's TK one eight nine. I want to hang out with TK four two one myself. He's out getting high. Uh, In front of you stands about 50 stormtroopers, animatronic. All of them are full-size, looking intimidating in such a large formation in front of you. I want one. All of them move their heads and blasters just slightly, so it gives them a realistic feel. Yeah, yeah. Like turning their heads and shit. Like Mitt Romney. Yeah. (laughs) Or Mark Zuckerberg. A realistic feel. I'm glad they finally updated the old Bob Dole. Make sure it blinks. (laughs) Sadly, it's the old Abraham Lincoln from Main Street. Destroy. Destroy. (laughs) All right. The hangar has Four a... Four score, seven years. <laughs> Pew. <laughs> the hangar has a massive bay window looking out into the void of space beyond the stormtroopers. Oh, that's good real estate. It's, a, it's an awesome <laughs> spectacle. I think it was just a, a massive screen. Uh, you would see TIE fighters flying around off in the distance every once in a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> You don't get a lot of time in the I hangar. I sense a disturbance from that side yeah. of the table. I'm sorry, Lee. You sorry, don't... I'm flushed. I'm, I'm <laughs> just having a real hard time. I hope you brought a change of pants because of all that evacuate. <laughs> you, don't, oh you don't get to spend a lot of time in the hangar. Uh-huh. 
Officers move you along, and you break down into smaller groups. I've already broke down into smaller groups. You move Not to... Not everything an, has to be a pun. You move, to, <laughs> you move to an area, I would say, that's very reminiscent of the holding area, again from episode four, where Leah was being held as prisoner. <laughs> As the cast members were great about staying in, all of the cast members were great about staying in character, hands behind their backs, walking like officers would, giving orders for you to move as opposed to the usual nice Disney, you know. Not mm-hmm. handing out their script treatments. Exactly. Oh, exactly. they're forceful. <laughs> uh, you move. Just like Lee likes them. You, you move into a holding cell with probably about 16 other people. Oh. Enter Kylo Ren and General Hux above you. They're, okay. they're digital, but Disney puts shadows in clever spots to make them feel real. <coughs> Kylo starts to use the force to make the room tremble and creak to get you to talk. Yeah. And again, let's go back to this. I'll fucking talk. I am terrified of Kylo Ren. Yeah. I'm not a, I, I was not afraid of Darth Vader, but Kylo Ren scares me. Wow, really? Yeah, because... Yeah, he's a rampaging fanboy. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. he's nuts. He's not disciplined. You know? Yeah. Fair. Anyway. Vader um, would probably just leave your average person alone, whereas Kylo... Mm-hmm. I don't get that impression. Yeah, you're looking at me weird. Yeah, you don't think I'm really the master of the dark side? <laughs> hey, his name's Matt. He's a radar technician. That's well, right. actually, <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I love that. Uh, they're both interrupted and called to the bridge. That's important for later. Um, you are left in silence for just a moment. All of a sudden, there are sparks. I, I won't be silent. Yeah. There are uh, sparks off to one side of the cell. A massive hole is carved out of the wall. Shut the fuck up now. Rebels, real Disney cast members, frantically open the newly sliced door and yell, We're breaking you out of here. Let's go. What if I want to stay? That actually sounds like a fun job to be like a to Disney cast member, like a yeah. rebel cast member. Just like after the fifteenth thousandth time you've busted the rebels out, you're like, oh, Please. gotta go empty there. Please stand oh. there. I'll be staying. <laughs> no, no. Leave me. I'll just slow you down. I, <laughs> I, I defect. I, I, I am one of you now. I, I, I used to be a rebel, my, like I used to be a rebel like you, till I took a blaster bolt to the knee. My, my destiny is. <laughs> I have joined the First Order. Uh, the rebels, the rebels help you There's in. <laughs> the rebels help you into these eight-person cars. With Fly, the... you fools! <laughs> Godspeed! <laughs> the rebels help you into these eight-person cars with a droid as your driver. Uh-oh. I don't trust droids. Uh, we move on to what I would call the actual ride section now. What? what? That's just the fucking lie. See, here's the thing: is that this is the longest ride attraction excuse me that disney has ever it's created it's 3 hours it's <laughs> no it's like 4 and a half minutes you're in that holding it? cell for 45 minutes no it's it's like 10 or 15 minutes really yeah they I wanted it was like 4 and a half well actually they wanted to make it feel That's like awesome parallel to current events so like in that holding thing you're usually there for about 21 days oh <laughs> yeah. okay. when the rebels break in um, it's because the ride yeah, broke they down take, they take yeah. your kids away before they put you in it so uh, ice you, is there so you get in the in the car and you jet backwards the it's car, a car it's a car uh, the it's car, not like a car well, car you remember that troop like transport like a dodge you remember a, that troop uh, transport toy that we had it's more of a oh, Chrysler yeah. Yeah. okay okay, okay. the car spins around for you to face forward you take a corner or two to come across a probe droid Ew. Like the one on Hoth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An actual big floating droid. Awesome. It's, very co- it's very cool. You narrowly avoid it detecting you. 
Another corner, two, probia. Two, <laughs> two stormtroopers notice you from above on a bridge, and they start blasting. It's they hard start to start blasting? It's hard to describe how they accomplish the feeling of getting blasted at, because it feels real. Sparks yeah. fly, blasting noise, laser beams flying through the air. They're even, missing you every time. Even chunks of the walls and ceiling get damaged. Uh, you, you zip backwards, avoiding the shots. A few more turns into another huge... A few more turns, comma. you got to remember your commas, right? Another, <laughs> another huge hangar opens up. Yeah. And there you see two massive AT-ATs. That's oh, hell yeah. God Full size. God damn it. Is this where I can get out? I don't <laughs> I think so. You're not in no, the you're still, yeah, you're, you're still, still in the yeah, holding you cell. You decided you don't want to come. You're like rocking oh. in the corner of that holding cell. I'll just going, stay there. I'm in Star Wars now. I'm in Star Wars <laughs> Well, I did, tell, I did tell you my plan on how to stay there, right? I'll tell you after this. Right. Sitting in a, in a puddle of your own evaculate. Um, <laughs> God. Sneaking a grappling hook into that room with the AT-ATs. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's a hologram. <laughs> so, so more stormtroopers arrive. More shots at you. You get right in front of one of the AT-ATs' feet. You see Finn off to one side telling you to take the elevator. As you move upwards in the open elevator, the AT-AT head is now directly in front of you. So you, get, so you look inside and you see two operators of the AT-AT. They notice you. You start to head backwards again as the two large cannons on the AT-AT lower toward you. Oh and it sends two or three big shots hitting the wall behind no. you. You now hear Kylo Ren off in the distance. Uh, take a turn, and now all of a sudden, you are in the pit on the bridge of the Star Destroyer. We took a wrong turn. Yes. Uh, where the officers help pilot the ship. You see Kylo and Hux above you talking. Row, row. In the windows of the bridge, you see resistance ships appear, and a huge battle ensues outside. X-Wings start blasting the destroyer. Someone tells them, the prisoners have escaped. Kylo turns to see you just as you back out of there. He jumps down and ignites his lightsaber. You make your way to an enclosed ele elevator just in time. Then his red lightsaber pierces the ceiling and starts cutting a hole into the elevator car. Oh, my God, yes, please. <laughs> you get off on the next <laughs> you, you level. Just, you just broke Lee. I know, right? Yeah, he's done. He's not even talking anymore. <laughs> you, you get off on the next level before he is done trying to get in, but as you're getting out of there... He again appears before you, animatronic this time, so I guess it was an actor before. I, I like your stories so much. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs the cars with the force to pull you close. So it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will yeah, tell me the location yeah. of the secret base, he uh -huh. says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear yeah, the whatever you want, buddy. It's on Dantooine. You, you hear the battle... Shout that. I want you to shout that. <laughs> you know I will. It's on Dantooine. It's on Dantooine. Can I have a job? <laughs> <laughs> I know where the base is. I'll show you. Even I know a, so much that you don't know. I'll just a janitor. I'll, even, I'll just be a janitor. You hear the battle raging outside. Then the wall behind him gets blasted open by an X-Wing, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Space is then trying to pull you and Kylo out into the void. Ooh, a vacuum. In a vacuum. <laughs> you are able to escape, leaving Kylo behind. Evacuum, mate. You pass in front of the cannons, Sorry. 
firing mm-hmm. out into space mm-hmm. where you can see more of the battle happening. So you're outside of the destroyer at this you're time. Floating? That's what you're I'm floating? That's floating? Like Leia. How? Like where Leia. you where you finally come across an escape pod that the transport drives into. Okay, I see. Uh, the window in front of you on the escape pod shows the battle going on. Then you drop. Clamps that were holding you onto the destroyer now release you into open space. That got my stomach real good. How? Because uh, now you're <laughs> flying through the battle. Disney magic, that's how. Poe's X-Wing appears. You follow him. Blasting your way through enemy ships and another Star Destroyer. You do say, take some damage, forcing you to be piloted back down to the planet. Mm, give me more, Daddy! You sail down through the atmosphere and hit the ground with a rough landing, but intact. Oh, I like a rough landing. Safe on the ground. <laughs> Poe comes on the comm telling you the escape pod came in a little off target, but the ground crew will help you out. You back out of the crashed escape pod through some other wreckage to the end of the ride uh, near where you started out in the sandy cliffs of whatever planet that you're on. That's the experience. Wow. The music, the feel of the whole thing. It was like we were living in one of the movies for about 15 glorious minutes. Uh, you move through spaces that have only one, have only existed on screen before. Hangar bays, bridges of Star Destroyers, ATATs. Thanks for sharing my story. Rhett. I, I don't know if I can. Can you handle it? No. <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> I, I will have so I, I you know I don't I'm not the most emotional person but that might fucking break me. Brian, it'd be I like, so Brian Brian went on it and he was like this was incredible I went to space. Yeah, you can't I mean prove me prove that I didn't right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no I I, I I have this plan like um uh our our friend our friend Scott Vice um twenty some odd years ago had a, a character called Brito. Brito. Uh, Brito was Greedo's uh, fat, sloppy uncle. <laughs> and uh, Brito, uh, Brito's whole thing was he was wandering around Moss Eisley with these posters of his missing nephew, uh, <laughs> oh, try, no. trying to find him. And huh. so it's like, I really want nothing more than to go to uh, Star Wars land dressed as Brito. <laughs> and then when, when they get ready to close the park down, I'm just going to lean up against a wall like I shut down. Pretend you're a... Uh, uh, just, I'm an animatronic, animatronic. Greedo. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, well, that Greedo over there, that, he's new. They, they did a really good job with him, those Imagineers. And then the park will close he's down, and then I'm fucking home. And I'm just going to do that <laughs> until I die. <laughs> this, this animatronic looks so real. He's breathing, and his armpits are so sweaty. <laughs> like <laughs> Disney <laughs> magic. And you oh, said, it smells, and every, too. And every time he goes on that ride, it sounds like he evacuates. I know. <laughs> Smells like chlorine. G101 guy! I'm G101 guy! McClunky! Well, you were talking about. <laughs> McClunky, thank you. McClunky! Oh, God, I need You were, uh. I mean, you were saying you're not emotional. All right. I get the feeling that uh, you and, and I will as well. Oh, I fucking will. When we're standing in front of the Falcon, we're going to flip. So, three old divas holding hands? The <laughs> Wiping our eyes. <laughs> yeah. You know, just I'm crying. Not crying. I have allergies. Here's what I think we should do. We should take a cyanide pill with us. Yeah. And when the ride's over, we just bite it and die. Yeah! I'm so there! Oh, my God. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. We're done. Well, you know yeah. the Suicide Pact. That's a Geek Show podcast. This but only on Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they might build another awesome ride that you could wait for. Huh? I don't know. How? 
<laughs> I, I don't, How? I don't yeah, know. because after they Just find our it. bodies, they're going to shut the whole say, fucking thing down. Certainly not in Anaheim. They're out of room. <laughs> True. Just your bodies floating me, around me, in the vacuum of space. They walk in into the sink and like living like one of my favorite movies would be like what a, a, like the, if, if Rebecca went on a ride based on one of her fucking parody pornos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? She'd just want to end it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, seriously, they're not going to make her ride off of who's eating Gilbert's grapes. <laughs> is that a porn parody? Why? Well, of course it is. Mm. Edward Penis Hands. That's right. Yeah, well, those are the more obvious ones. Like, I think the I think the Wood Rocket ones just call them what they are. Um. Sometimes. No, like the they just did one for the good place, and it's the goo place. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> uh, the Hamilton one is uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh. You know, like Hamilton. Oh. <laughs> All right. It's and a musical. I just thought Aladdin <laughs> is Aladdin. Oh, I thought oh, I thought Cramelton yeah. would work better. Cramelton. <laughs> Hamilton. I like Cramelton. Yeah. No, Slamelton. It's Slamelton. Smashelton. Fucking Christ. Um, you gotta get a job with these people. But finally, this our last bit of Star Wars content, and then we'll call it a day. <sighs> I'm kind of wiped out. Well, there's more. You need uh, a cigarette? I, yeah, I like a whole <laughs> lot of cigarettes. Did you ever watch uh, like Double Dare? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, sure. Guts or Legend of Hidden Temple. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And think, yeah. And yeah. think, you know what this needs? Uh, for, Star Wars. For, Star Wars. For me yeah. to be younger, <laughs> it needs it needs Star Wars. And you know who should host it? Who? Ahmed Best. Should have yeah, hosted. get old uh, Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Jar Jar. It's guy. called Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge, launching on Disney Plus in 2020, hosted I'm by Ahmed Best. Fucking there. Uh, the show will test young contestants' abilities <laughs> in oh, the wait. core in the core Jedi principles of strength, knowledge, and bravery. This as, isn't fair. As they face thrilling and fun obstacles in an attempt to achieve <laughs> the rank of Jedi Knight. You How? Young, Lee, young Jedi and Lee. Lee, you won't care. Shannon, you won't care. You guys will be dead. That's right. Take your cyanide pills. The ride. No, no but I found a reason to live. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta save up. I gotta save up for the trip and the cyanide. I gotta. Oh, so I gotta be a little. I while. have to transfer my consciousness into a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's yeah. legal. You should just like, get. You should just get one of those beanies with the um, propeller on the top yeah. and like. Yeah. Some short pants. A big pants. lollipop. A big I'll old be, lollipop. I like to shave I'll up be, real good. I'll be like Bashimi and Thirty Rock. Hey, how's it going, my fellow youth? Just tell me. How have, do you do, fellow kids? Tell me you have that go. Jack disease from the movie Jack. I got uh, Jack disease. <laughs> I I'm a Benjamin Button. I got the no, because that means you get younger. Yeah, I'm only 15. Yeah. No, you got Jack disease. You got Jackitis. <laughs> yeah, but then I turn into Robin no, Williams. No, Jackitis is what happens when I jerk off too much. Oh. Inflammation uh, of the Jack. <laughs> Wet that look off your face. It's called Jack Skellington. It, what does it affect? <laughs> my wrist. Your, I was going to say your wrist. She's my got wrist. the Jack Skellington. She's got the Jack wrist, Skellington. Uh, two of my fingers jam up. It's terrible. I got a baby Yoda hand. <laughs> oh. Is that what he's doing? Oh. oh. No. Like, he is pure and innocent. <laughs> you guys Did just, I do that? You guys just ruined baby Yoda. Well no. done. So no. like Rebecca's just sitting there going, Oh, oh. I was like, oh, it's got the Jack Idols again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or, you know. Uh, do we have games? Purple or Tunnel Christmas? Syndrome. Yeah, there's no, there's no games. Play whatever you got for Christmas. Hopefully yeah. you got some good games. Oh, I hope my computer comes so yeah. I can play some games so, for Christmas. Yeah. If you celebrate Christmas, have a good one. If you celebrate Festivus, have a strong one. Have a strong one. Yep. 
Have a contestuous one. Have a contem- contemptuous, contemptuous one. Contemptuous one. Uh, most of the other ones are are made up. I'm going to uh, be in Star Hallmark. Wars Land Life Day. I'm going to be celebrating Life Day. Life Day. Oh my god, it's so amazing. I wonder if they should do a thematic Life Day. They I'll should find really out. get like B. Arthur at Oga's Cantina. <laughs> Is she dead? I think they she's should. dead. She's, I don't think we should do that. Disney magic. <laughs> Animatronic. Dis- Disney oh, fucking magic. Tupac, Prince, no, B. Arthur, no, hologram. I want B. Hanging Arthur. Out in the bar. I want yeah. B. Arthur dancing with Yoda at Oga's Cantina, but only during Christmas. Because <laughs> that's what happened in the Star Wars Christmas. Anima- we did make a reservation yeah, for Yeah, if it's Cantina. animatronics, you could have the band led by Abraham Lincoln. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You need, Har- you need Harvey. <laughs> I did that. Need it's Harvey- actually... You need Harvey Corman with his volcano head. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Pouring a drink into it. The character you're thinking of is actually Ham- Hammerhead Lincoln. Oh. Yeah. I mixed go. those up. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, play the games you got for uh, for your holiday and uh, anything else before we go. Again, thanks so much everybody for your support on Patreon. Yeah. Um, yes. it's it's actually really kind of uh, it's it's kind of re-energized a lot of us to just come up with new content. I and like being able to eat. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously, Shannon's content is eating. Yeah, Shannon's actually that's my segment. You cannot steal that. Upgraded to fancy ramen, from what I hear. Oh. I had the best fucking ramen last night. Did oh, you yeah? put an egg oh, in it? God. Yeah, you put an egg in the ramen. It's delicious. Yeah. It yeah. is good. Yeah. 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 It's got to be hot, though. So cook yeah, the yeah. Egg. It right, be hot. right, yeah. right. Of course. So I'm not, we're getting not, it like three savages. hours after they make it. Well, no, you got to cook the egg, you know. Well, yeah, and especially after you cook the ham. Uh, Mr. B, oh, what? if you would, please. God damn it, Mom. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is some good Christmas ham. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I I think I might evacuate. <laughs> it's that good. Yeah. Why would you say that to your mom? She's dead. 